Hello, welcome to A Disciple's Tidbit, a small seed of information to help grow your faith. My name is Craig, and I want to invite you to sit back and enjoy this mini-episode. What I want to talk to you about today is something that we're pretty much all guilty of, that even though we as Christians have grace, we are still in the flesh and we are subject to the temptations of the flesh. Not that that necessarily excuses us or gives us the right to be able to do whatever we want, but it does give us, grace does give us that mercy in our time of need whenever we do uh, succumb to whatever sin of the flesh tempts us in the moment whether it be anger, lust, greed, etc. But the one specific one that I wanted to address in today's tidbit is one of, I guess I want to call it angry words. And what I mean by that is, since you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure that you've had times when you're driving down a street or a highway or any other given situation and some somebody does something that makes you mad and irritates you maybe maybe they cut you off in traffic or maybe they're tailgating you or something like that or maybe it's winter weather and they're really you know on your bumper a little bit too close that if you had to break they would end up crashing into you so what i want to talk about today is what happens when the christian sits there and says you moron you idiot you fool etc etc And I'll put this verse that I'm going to talk about here in just a moment in its context as well, so we're not under any kind of degree of confusion. What I want to talk about as far as the scripture is Matthew chapter 5, verse 21 through 24, and it's specifically about anger. Now, one thing I want to address whenever we're talking about uh, the Sermon on the Mount, and that's highlighted in Matthew chapters 5 through 7. This is basically the treatise on moral living, you could call it. And the thing of it is, it's according to the law, basically. Jesus is talking about, you know, you've heard it said of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I tell you, do not look lustfully at a woman. Basically, you've committed adultery just the same. I'm paraphrasing there, of course, because I don't have that verse pulled up as I'm recording this. But I will record verbatim the the scripture uh, verse that I did cite. It says, You've heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council. And whoever says, You fool, will be liable to the hell of fire. So if you are offering your gift at the altar and there, remember that your brother has something against you. Leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and then come offer your gift. So we also have to remember this was spoken to people that were still under the old covenant. Now, Jesus was obviously performing his ministry on earth, training his disciples, going around and basically calling the nation of Israel to repentance. So while they were still under the old covenant, Jesus had yet not died for their sins and then risen from the dead, thereby allowing the Holy Spirit to take permanent residence up within people who had confessed Jesus as Lord and Savior. As Ephesians 1.13 says, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of God. So it's, it's not a factor of it's some sort of secondary fill, uh, filling of the Spirit whereby you receive Christ and then sometime later is when you receive the Holy Spirit. You receive the Holy Spirit after having believed, okay? 
This is also not talking about that you have to adhere to some sort of moral code or set of rules that nobody throughout history has been able to keep. If you read through the Old Testament, if we could get by and actually attain perfection or whatever by some means of following a set of rules, well, the New Covenant would not have been necessary. The New Covenant would not have been foretold in the Old Testament basically saying, I will give you a heart of flesh and take away your heart of stone where you will be careful to follow my laws, etc. And basically what that verse is talking about is from Ezekiel chapter 36 where people were hardened of heart against God. And that's why he would say, I will give you a heart of flesh and take away your heart of stone. Because people were very, very stone cold, basically, against God. And they were constantly, the nation of Israel was constantly falling into adultery. And God constantly was having to judge them until ultimately they rejected Jesus Christ and were dispersed from the land in 70 AD, but they were regathered into the land in 1948. Anyway, back to the topic. So what is the takeaway here? The takeaway for the Christian, obviously we're not trying to follow a bunch of rules and whatnot. We're led by the Spirit. The Spirit will tell us, hey, don't say that about that person or if... You do say, you moron, whenever you're cut off in traffic, you might be led by the Spirit to confess that sin and then moving forward be led by the Spirit and you maybe shake your head and just go, oh well, and maybe even pray for that person, you know, because Jesus said, uh, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. If they strike you on one cheek, offer them the other as well. So the next time you're tempted, and I'll remind myself of this as well, next time you're tempted to, um, to do that, I want to challenge you to instead look at them through the eyes of Christ. Would Jesus do that very thing? Would he sit there and say, you fool, you moron, etc.? Now, he very well might, but the thing of it is he's God. John 1 verse 1 and also verse 14 in John 1 talks about basically how Jesus is God. So he has that right. He has that ability. He has that uh, standing to be able to say that very thing. But we don't. We had to be saved by grace. We, we're we grouped into that all who have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So the next time you're tempted, just take a moment and think about that. I want to thank you so much for listening to my podcast today. If you'd like to get in touch with me for any reason, I have the links for the social networks that I am connected on in my bio for this podcast. I'm also available at Gmail at DisciplePOV, that's D-I-S-C-I-P-L-E-P-O-V at gmail.com. If you have anything that you would like to convey to me, such as something you agree with, something you don't, or anything else, or if you did receive the Lord Jesus Christ into your life, I'd love to hear from you today and to assist you on your new eternal journey.